Uh, let's pray. I'd like to open with a prayer. Lord, we worship you. We thank you for the word that you've given thus far. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come together here. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you are alive, that you're a great and powerful God. And Lord, we worship you. We give our lives for you. Help us to live our lives completely in love, faith, and obedience to you. I pray for the words that are going to be spoken here, Lord, that you would speak, that you would reveal to us your word, your will, your heart, that you would work in us, use us for your kingdom and glory. Bless the words of our so that are spoken here, Lord, that your spirit would come and give life this, this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Amen. So this morning, um, I have a very short parable, one of the parables of Jesus out of Matthew 13, Matthew 13, verse 44. I'm going to call my message hidden treasures, the hidden treasures. The kingdom of God is like unto a treasure. So again, Matthew 13, verse, verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid for the, and for the joy. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. That's it. So here Jesus was bringing all these different parables. And he, in, in, in this, this one chapter, he did uh, the parable of the sower, the parable of wheat and tares, the parable of the mustard seed, the parable of the leaven, um, the hidden treasure, the one we're going to talk about today, the parable of the pearl of great price, the parable of the net. He did all these parables, and they all show something about the kingdom of God. So here Jesus was giving all these parables and he says in all these in each of these parables there's something for us to learn about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like this, it's like this, it's like this. So hopefully today uh, we can get a little bit of a glimpse of this kingdom of God. Okay, I'll read it again. Matthew 13 verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. So this man found this treasure and he hid it. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. And this parable has been challenging to me. Uh, it's especially challenging to me these last few weeks. I feel like uh, that there's one thing after another that, that fills and consumes and, and takes takes my life, takes over my life, and especially my mind. Um, and that can be the worst one. When, when there's something that is bothering so much, something that you're, you're trying to process so hard, something that you're trying to work through, you need an answer, and you can't, you can't get it out of your mind. Sometimes you can't even clear your mind enough to pray. So this morning... 
uh, I want to explore this parable. So uh, very simply, it breaks down into two main thoughts or sentences. Uh, the whole parable is presented in one sentence. Um, and I want to look at it in two parts. The first part is finding the treasure. And the second part is the response of this man. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. And I want to ask this morning the question, is the kingdom of heaven like a treasure? Is it? What does that mean? Okay, if we think of a treasure, uh, what do you think of? Um, for some reason, when, when I think of a treasure, I think a lot of us here, uh, we think of a treasure chest, a big old chest, sailor's trunk with gems and jewels pouring out of it, right? I don't know if ever such a treasure existed, but they sure exist in our memory, in our mind. <clears throat> but anyway, um, well, last year in Kentucky, in, in here in the U.S., in Kentucky, someone found a collection of gold coins on his land. And they were, uh, there were 700 Civil War, Civil War era gold coins. And it was valued at, in modern day, at $2 million worth. And, uh, but like the man in our parable, the man in Jesus' story, this man decided he, he wants to stay anonymous. He doesn't, doesn't want people to find out. I think he was afraid if, if everybody found out, maybe he, uh, he would lose his treasure. Found that a little interesting. But in today's world, you, you don't blame him, right? Somebody's going to come up with a reason that they have rights to that. That gold, but two million dollars worth in gold. That's pretty impressive. What a what a treasure. And I think we've all we've all often imagined finding a treasure. I think most of us have picked something up, uh, something shiny and interesting, and start cleaning it off, and it's actually something. And or maybe you're at a garage sale and you see this item and it looks very impressive, and you're like, hmm, wonder if that's a valuable antique. <clears throat> and we start thinking, you know, I wonder if it's worth something. Maybe it's, maybe it's valuable. Um, I remember when we were, when we were as boys, uh, one time we started going and exploring the farm sites around us. Uh, when I was a young boy, maybe 12. Um, and there, was, there wasn't much. There was a few farm sites that we could walk or bike to. Uh, without getting caught and we would sneak in and poke poke around everywhere try and find stuff and looking for treasures and the thing to find was a hatchet that was that was a great treasure when you were a boy a few of the boys found an old hatchet head and they were able to make a nice hatchet out of that that was a that was a prize find Anyway, one day I remember one of the boys, a few of the boys discovered uh, within walking distance, there was a farm site with this house. And the upstairs of this old house um, had toys, old toys strewn all over the place. And uh, I don't know why I was thinking of treasures. And that's, that's one of the things I remember. 
They had toys all over the place, and they came back, and we everybody got the news. And this was uh, this was destination for everyone. This is we were going. We need to go check that out. <clears throat> it was the thriller of the year. Anyway, I was in a group that headed out towards that, and uh, we I remember we were you know sneaking along the fence line, making sure we're not seen um, and keeping out of view and strangely enough that day there was a tractor working in the field right next to it so i'm sure you can all picture this <coughs> anyway we finally got there uh, making sure that the cars from the highway didn't see us and it was true we got in the house and went upstairs or holes in the floor and toys all a few bunch of old toys and treasures Boy is heaven. And we didn't take much, you know, we were kind of really guilty and feeling we shouldn't be there, especially shouldn't take much. But a few of the boys took some loot and we headed back. And uh, I remember uh, just heading back along the fence line and uh, we were sure this tractor had spotted us. I mean, I'm sure he had. And he was coming after us. And after a while, with all the hype, everybody threw their stuff into the fence line and we took off home. And uh, that was the end of that. It was a great treasure, but we weren't ready to go to jail for it, you know, for young boys. So those, that's, that's an example of the things we treasure, the things that, that get us going. And those were treasures in that time. Um, and as, as little children, we have treasures. As we get older, our treasures generally increase in value. When we were children, uh, we might treasure all, when we were children, our little children, they treasure all sorts of different things, um, like a doll or a blanket, becomes a great treasure. Uh, sometimes the strangest stuffed animals, though, I don't want to say weirdest, Stuffed animals takes a child's heart and they become attached. And that thing can mean more to that child than the whole world. It's that child's greatest treasure. There's a saying that goes, um, the only difference between boys and men is the price of their toys. Men have more expensive toys, treasures. We do. So toys can be equated to, to treasures. You know, the older, the older we get, the more expensive our treasures get. Um, you know, <clears throat> and you know how we handle our treasures. Everybody here has something, I'm sure. Maybe there's a few that don't, that they really treasure, they value. And how do we treat the things that we value? It's a good thing to look at. If I have something I treasure, if I have something I value, if I have something I had to save up for, if I have something I had to sacrifice a lot for, a lot for, how do I treat that? How do I, how do I handle that? Picture an expensive piece of jewelry. How is that? You take it and you throw it on the counter. If you saved several months for it. 
an expensive watch that you're proud to own? No. You put it on the case where it belongs. It's, it's, it's very taken care of. We treasure it. Um, but many times, the treasures, uh, the things we treasure are not blankets at all. They're not toys at all. They, they, these, these treasures, these things that we hold dear to our heart, these things that we value, these things that we deem extremely the most important, they come, they can come in many forms. I'm not just talking about trinkets and uh, toys as far as things that we treasure. In Matthew 6, 19, Jesus said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Here's the word again. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break, through, break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And here Jesus is teaching us to be, to be careful not to pursue and lay up treasures on earth. It's a warning. It's a warning because it's our natural response to lay up treasures. If you're not, if you're not being proactive against it, you're probably doing it. Because it's, it's something we do. We, we find something valuable. We attain. We get something that we treasure. Uh, we put it somewhere where it will be safe. We take care of it. We make sure it's, uh, it stays in our control. We, we store it up. We find something else. We, and, and we need to find a safe place for that too. And, we, and we start, it starts piling it up. And, and pretty soon we have some nice stuff. Our own little chest. Back in the day, as boys, we had a trugela. Everyone had their trugela. And you would lock it with a master lock. <laughs> and you'd hold on to the key. <coughs> um, that was an important part of being a boy when I was a boy. Uh, but Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. He says, if you want to know where someone's heart is, look for the treasure. Um, see, our hearts, our hearts can be deceitful. Our heart is always trying to make itself look good. Our heart justifies itself continually. That's why when someone says, um, someone says something like, oh, he has a good heart. I, thanks. It doesn't really mean anything. It says the heart is deceitful above all things. Read Jeremiah 17, 9. I want to take a minute on this verse. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. He says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit 
of his doings. I think there's almost a message in this verse. If Jeremiah had this to say about his heart, let's not just decide because we have a good heart. It's very interesting. God says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his way, according to the fruit of his doing. God searches our hearts. He tests the mind. It's like the human heart and the human mind is, is a mystery to God himself sometimes. I found this very intriguing. He created man in his image and he gave us free will. God wants to know our heart. He wants to reveal our heart. <clears throat> but uh, we can always uh, find where our heart is. We can find where someone's heart is by looking at where their treasure is. See, if you find someone's treasure and they're truly treasuring, um, you, can, uh, you can learn a lot from knowing, finding out where someone's treasure is. Your treasure is the things you value most. The world will around, will, your world will revolve around the things that you value the most. If that's stuff, that's, that's what your world is going to be. That's pretty much all that matters. Um, and one day, one day those treasures will disappear or lose its value and be left, will be left with nothing. You know, when the Great Depression took place in the U.S., um, the, the, American, the American dollar lost almost, almost all its value. People who had stored up hundreds and, and some even thousands of dollars would spend hundreds of dollars, hundreds of hard-earned money. And it would cost them to buy a loaf of bread or some bread, just some food to get by. It lost its value. It became worthless. And the things of this world all will all lose their value. The things of this world lose their value. One of the tragedies is an old man who, um, who has money, has their money left and don't even have, they have nothing, nothing else. They have their stuff and they're getting old and they have nothing else. Old age, a man lying on his deathbed has a way of taking, of, of, of putting the value on the things that actually have value. The things of this world, when we die, it's worth nothing. So treasure, what are the treasures in your life? <clears throat> some of the things we treasure, um, some of the things, the treasures of heaven. So we're talking about the treasures of heaven. Um, some of the things that compete with that are pretty important. You know, it's all, it's not all, it's not always just fluff and games and, and toys. 
Um, we have to make a living. We have our, our daily life. We, we need money. We need tools. Uh, we need to finish projects. We need to solve problems. We need to keep our commitments. We have to make hard, wise, and even calculated business, business decisions. Uh, those things take energy. They take resources. They take heart and passion to do them right. Um, and sometimes when those things, those things take, take the upper hand, they fill our life. Um, we have to stop and pull back. If it's constantly churning, constantly turning through our heads, if it's making us anxious, if we can't pray anymore without clearing our head of the things of this world, our heart is being pulled away by the cares of this world. Jesus said, beware of the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Riches are deceitful. Deceitful means what? If something is deceitful, it's, it looks like something that it isn't. It means there's something, there's a danger in there that you're not seeing. So we need to be aware that riches, there's a danger in riches that we don't, we don't normally see. We can't escape the cares of this world. We can never completely escape the cares of this world. We can't run away from them. At the end of the day, we need something to eat. You know, we can go, we can travel out into the mountains and say we're going to live in a cave. But at the end of the day, we need something to eat. You need somewhere to sleep. We have to make sure we keep the things of this world in their place. That we value true riches. True riches. So, back to the parable. The kingdom is like a treasure a man found in a field. So this kingdom, so Jesus is just describing the kingdom that he brought, that he lived, that he died for, that he established. And he said, this kingdom is like a treasure that a man found in a field. Okay, so second point, what is this treasure? Is the kingdom like a treasure? Have we discovered and found this treasure? Is this kingdom of God a treasure to you? When you think of what Christ is and what he was and what he did for you, is it a treasure to you? Is it something precious? The precious gift of God's gift. The precious gift of God's mercy to every man. The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God Jesus established on earth. This kingdom, this kingdom of, 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 of Jesus, that is completely has different, the opposite, not different, but the opposite priorities of the kingdom of this world. In the kingdoms of this world, you need, you need uh, 
you need all the security, you need all the riches, you need all the money you can get, you need all the power, all the authority, all the resources, all you need, you need to have everything figured out in the kingdom of this world to get ahead. And Christ's kingdom, those things, Jesus even says, be careful with that stuff. That stuff is all deceitful. There's a danger in it. What's the, what's the top priorities in Christ's kingdom? Or the three things Paul and Josh said. Faith, love, and obedience. Those things are the most valuable things in this kingdom. Those are the precious things. Is this precious to you? Maybe, maybe we've never found this treasure. Maybe we've never recognized that this is a treasure. Maybe we don't even remember or realize the treasure we had. So Jesus paints this picture that, and, and, and look at this. So here's this man and he founds, finds this treasure in a field. And this treasure, it's impressive enough to convince this man to quickly hide it. And then go and sell all that he has. Just so he can buy this field. And get his hands on this treasure. Pretty nice treasure. You know, if, if we over in our neighbor's field... We found uh, a few pieces of gold in a box. And they were worth what? Eh. What do you think? Two, three grand? It's quite a bit of money, maybe $10,000. But would, would, we, would we then go and buy? Would that convince us to go and buy the field and have those that, that to, just to get that treasure? The problem is it's not enough treasure. The treasure wouldn't pay for the field. You couldn't buy the field for what the treasure is worth. This treasure was tremendously valuable. Much more valuable than the field. Much more valuable than anything this person had. And that's what he knew. So what is this treasure? Christ's forgiveness. It's feeling his love. It's receiving his mercy and his love. It's receiving his promises. It's living for him, with him. And having him working in our lives. That's this treasure. That's the most precious thing this world can ever have, can ever offer. Everything of this world pales. Has the kingdom of God ever been precious to you? Have you ever felt like this man working in the field and he stumbles on a hidden treasure? And realizing its value. 
that tremendous value. He went and he sold all that he had. And, and this man, he could, he, could, he could probably not afford the field. He had to give up everything. All his other treasures. He had to give up all his other, whatever he treasured up to that point, whatever he had at home. You know, everyone has treasures. The poorest men and the women on the streets have their treasures. They have their things. They have their stuff that no one's allowed to touch. No one's allowed to mess with. We all have our treasures. It's not the point how valuable these things are to others. But it's how valuable they are to us. How do we value them? Two of us here might have, um, I don't know, what are we going to use? Might have a phone. I have a phone. The brother has a phone. To one brother, it might function. Yeah, it's a phone. He uses that as a phone. It functions as a phone in his life. To your other brother, it's more than a phone. What if to me, I have this phone and, oh, I'm very, very careful with it. You know, I don't, you know, to the point where it might even hinder me from working. I don't want to damage my phone. We can have, and it's not, it's not the thing. Two, two people can own the same item, the same thing. And to one person, it's, it's a treasure more valuable than the beautiful things I've got to the other person, it isn't. Don't compare, don't compare your stuff to other people's stuff. It, it's not going to tell you anything. We need to look at how much we value the things of God. How much we value what God is to us, God's kingdom. And how much we value the things we, we value, the things we want every day, the things we want every day. And sometimes it's, it's, it's not always something expensive. It's not always, always something that's even precious. Some people trade things that are even worthless in this world for things, for heavenly things. Sometimes we give, we, we give up these beautiful heavenly gifts for things we don't, we don't even want to admit we like, we, we want. We don't even want to admit that they're there. <clears throat> Sometimes it's just our pleasures that we're trading for the king, things of the, for Christ's kingdom. <clears throat> Sometimes the things that keep us from buying this field um, are things that are necessary. So this man had to go home then. And he, he had to go into his house and probably convince his wife, you know, okay, you just sit tight. I know what I'm doing. We're going to sell everything, but it'll be okay. Well, but we got to sell everything. We need every, everything, all the money. We need everything. And he went and he, he did it. He sold, he started selling, selling everything. 
until uh, and, and this man he didn't have to sell just a few of his treasures he had to sell his house probably his livestock he had to sell everything he had probably most of his clothing probably some of his food and he wasn't going to he wasn't holding on to a few sentimental and he wasn't holding on to anything he let everything go and there's there's one there's one way you let go of everything that's either if well, there's two ways probably either you have no other choice you're in a corner or you know that this treasure that you are getting in return makes everything here pale in comparison. See, that's one of the problems with riches. It's one of the issues with riches is uh, if we have if we have money, if we have lots of resources, we can make it pretty nice. You know, everything kind of starts feeling pretty nice. There's not a lot of discomfort in our life. Um, outside of usually health issues and things like that. If somebody's poor, um, it doesn't take much to it take that much to convince a poor man who is living in an old shack, you know, this treasure is worth more than all of this. But if somebody has a lot of money, if somebody has all these resources and all this stuff, um, you know, it takes a little more convincing. He really has to see this treasure. This treasure is worth more. Sometimes it's feelings, it's emotions that keep us from being able to give everything up. But Jesus said, he who is not ready to forsake everything, even their own life and family, is not worthy of being my disciples. So the question is, do we value them? Do we value the things of our life? No matter how big or small these things may be, more than the kingdom of God. If we do, Jesus said we're not, we're not worthy of being his disciple. Because Jesus, he gave so much. He sacrificed all that he had. He humbled himself. And he became obedient even to the death on the cross. And despising the shame, he endured the cross. Even though it repulsed him, he endured the cross. And he was made sin. He was made sin in our place. And if we're willing, he will work in us and through us. If we're willing to surrender... If we're willing to surrender, he is willing to forgive. To cleanse us and give us this gift, this treasure. That will never lose its value. But instead of losing its value, this treasure. The more we pursue it, the more we grow it. The more we cultivate it. The more we grow in him. It grows. It becomes a greater treasure. It becomes a sweeter treasure. And what is big enough or important enough to keep us from a gift like this? 
Is there anything we would not let go? <coughs> so, amen. I want to close with the next two verses. It's basically the same parable. And again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. So we have a merchant. He's out. He's looking for beautiful pearls. A merchant, he's buying and selling pearls. Making money with that. But when he had found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Same picture. He found this one pearl. He found this one pearl that, that to him was worth more. He saw he knew pearls. He knew this pearl is worth more than everything I had. Everything I have. All the pearls I've gathered. And he bought it. That's how, that's how Jesus presents his kingdom. It's the most precious gift. It's the most precious thing. So may he reveal that to us more. Amen.